0: Well, welcome everyone to our first version of the AVEC podcast. This is an opportunity that we put together um, to share more information about AVEC in a relatively novel way that uh, we think should be able to get the information out to different people. So I'm David Backler. I'm the superintendent of SAU20.
1: Joined here today with Chuck Lloyd, president of White Mountains Community College.
0: And I'm Julie King, the superintendent of SAU3 Berlin. And the three of us have been working together for the last 18 months in um, a collaborative experience, really trying to bring together um, all of the educational opportunities in the Anderscoggin Valley to make uh, education as good as it possibly can be for our students. Um, And we've been, it's been an amazing voyage that we've been on, and we continue on. And what we think we'll start with is we'll go through the frequently asked questions on the AVEC website, which is, um and we're going to go through those frequently asked questions and that seems like a pretty good way to get us started. So the first question is what is the purpose of the Anderscoggin Valley Education Collaborative, AVEC?
1: Well, and I, and I think it's in the name, as collaborative. You know, we, we keep talking about collaboration and opportunities and working more closely together. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, just coming together is a big first step. And looking at, you know, the goals of our organization really being about creating more opportunities for students in the Valley uh, and just standing behind that as our, as our pure mission. I think that's important to always keep at the forefront.
2: For many years, we've talked in the Valley about Gorham and Berlin regionalizing and joining forces and becoming one school district Um, we know that has its challenges and obstacles so this puts that aside and allows us to just focus on what's best for students Um, working together to create opportunities for students whatever happens down the road happens down the road but right now we're focusing on combining and doing things together, working together wherever we can. Um, In the long run, hopefully it saves some money too, but we want to keep the opportunities there for students. We know that the decreasing student population and also the funding issues that we have here in the North Country have created some situations that are are rough to deal with and we've had to decrease staffing, decrease programs and that's not fair to our kids. Um, We we want them to have good opportunities so together we're stronger than we are separate.
0: Yeah and that's a great segue. I mean really sitting at the table with a group of educators who all believe in making sure that every student gets as many opportunities as they can have. um, It's been a really productive environment where we've really been able to look at the needs of those students and how do we work together to provide the opportunities for those kids. Um, so the next question is, why now? What's happening with New Hampshire school funding and how does that affect
1: the Androscoggin Valley? Why now? Why? You know, I think, you know, going back 18 months, I was invited to join the group and uh, I couldn't have been more happy to be part of that group because, you know, we need, need to start somewhere. And, you know, we've had some examples of where we've started already, whether it's uh, students taking courses in different districts, you know, clubs coming together. Why now? We need to start getting some small wins. And I also think there are already some opportunities out there to exploit. You know, it's my understanding. There are students from Berlin and Gorham on, you know, shared teams. They come together. They're good friends. How do we take that and start? So why now is sort of a, we've already got some of these small wins. Now it's time to build onto this and continue to look at the future. Uh, There are just more opportunities out there, and now that we have uh, what I would call an infrastructure built, uh, it's time to really cascade this a little bit.
2: And I think of it as, you know, our community wants this. We hear from people all the time, just do something. Our kids are together all the time anyway. Um, So why not be participating in more school activities together, and the why now part um, for me is we've been on this road for quite some time and it's about time we have some action. We we talk, we talk, we talk, the community wants us to do things, so let's jump in and let's do them. And I think, you know, the three of us have enough of a trusting relationship that we can go down some of those roads and um, experiment with some things. Uh, the cycling club was a great opportunity for our students this fall, and uh, I, I think that we need to offer more for our students in that direction.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more with both Chuck and Julie that this opportunity needs to happen and building that trust and really looking at those opportunities I think we are starting to see some action and starting to see some some things really
1: come together and it's exciting to be a part of that now. So what is the goal of this effort? I think some of the goals, I mean, we started with about, you know, you know, opportunities, it's students first, students in the center of this, this is not, the goal is not, let's, you know, save money, let's, uh, you know, consolidate, let's, you know, look at, you know, what might have been talked about in the past or, or listening to, to outside influences as much as students at the center of this, students and opportunities, uh, but also I would say advocacy. You know trying to find a way to to look at funding structures to look at uh, you know statewide uh, region-wide you know countywide certainly of you know what are some of the other things we could be or should be doing and uh, in in of recent you know our students have been involved in some of that advocacy it's been uh, it's been fun to watch students get involved in the Political process and in, uh, in the great state of New Hampshire, you know, which is, you know, to me, it's it's their given right to be involved and understand how uh, how funding streams work. So, uh, I think advocacy is something we definitely want to have on the table. But at the end of the day, it's a, it's about students and their opportunities.
0: Well, I'll just jump in, and as far as outcome goes, I I really believe that, you know, we can provide a certain number of paths for these students currently, and. For a lot of our students, that's exactly what they need. But by you know, doing, working together, being collaborative, we can constantly be looking at other paths and how do we meet other needs of other students? And how do, we, how do we meet a group that isn't whose needs aren't being met currently? And how do we work with the community college to make sure some of those kids are over here getting, getting skills that they need to be successful? And how do we work together to make sure we can offer AP courses between our buildings? And how do we make sure that kids that are ready you know as juniors can come up to the college and take college courses? There's so many different opportunities when we open up all these resources that we can we can set up for these kids and it's just a matter of getting to the table and looking at those needs and and figuring out a, a creative way to get those students that experience.
1: And that's a great visual, as you were just saying, of taking all of the resources we have in the Valley, laying them out on the table, and just thinking about what the unique pathways are. Geez, might be 15 or 20 different pathways, because there are maybe 15 or 20 different types of students that are, you know, out there. There might be some that are going directly off to a four-year school, uh, some coming, you know, when they're ready out of high school, uh, but some completing maybe CTE programs that want to, you know, try something out. Some that, uh, you know, may want to take a college course here and there, Uh, it might be, you know, AP direction I mean I just we could lay them all out on the table and I think that's the fun part when we bring our vet group together as we have the educators in the Valley saying here are all of our resources how do we maximize these to benefit our students that's the fun part to me
2: I'd like to just t- share with the listener a little bit about what we've been doing um, because those to me are the goals of this effort um, As I mentioned earlier we've had some hurdles due to decreasing student population and funding issues Um, but but when problems come up we need to constantly be thinking about how can I work together with other entities to solve this problem and you're now our go-to's. So for example last year at Berlin High School we had a one of our CTE teachers who went out for a long-term um, leave with an illness. and you know my first call was to Chuck here at White Mountain Community College to say, "Hey, you know I need an auto teacher for, for a couple months and you know you were able to make that happen, Chuck. Um, one of our staff members very involved in the White Mountain um, Cycling Club, and wanted to open that up to students so they could race as as part of their schools and race against other schools that was the opportunity for both Dave and I to work together to um, form the first collaborative team that we've had the Berlin Gorham team the Anderscoggin Valley cycling team Um, students enjoyed that they were successful at it and you know through that effort and trying that we were able to work out some kinks in transportation and busing and and how we would work to you know pay the stipends for the instructors and or the advisors Um, little efforts like that little hurdles that you may have that you can work together and and make it happen um, I understand right now, Chuck, that you're working on something to help us out with our chemistry situation, not being able to find a chemistry teacher. Um, so, I, I think that's important.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's a partnership. It's it's not a, a helping out as much as it is. I mean, we are all in this together. So, you know, we lay. I'll go back to you know Dave's analogy we're laying things on the table of, you know, what's not on the table that needs to be there, and if there's something else we can be doing to partner more closely. I mean going back to why did we start 18 months ago, it's to start the foundation, but now I think we're starting to take this in a variety of different directions, and I think it's important for people to hear that, you know, to think, geez, well, why wouldn't Berlin just call over, well, guess what, we're, we're ahead of the game. You know, I think we're trying to solve some of our, our problems, you know, first of all, internally, but also I don't see them as problems as much as, Let's think about this a little differently than we might have two years ago. Uh, and I think that, to me, just, you know, it expands on our opportunities. And It, it ends up being a win-win, I think, at the end of the day. And that's what this is about. Well, I think the mindset's gone to one where what we're, we're looking at is, these are our kids
0: in the Inner Chicago Valley, and we need to just look at the needs of these kids and how do we best serve them? How, do we, how can we be fiscally responsible and meet the needs of these kids? And I think a big part of that is working collaboratively. So I think we're in a great spot. So the next question is, and this is a good transition, is why not consolidate school districts and schools at this time? Yeah, wouldn't that be easier? Shouldn't we just do that? (laughs) You go ahead and do that. (laughs) Right. Well, and I think that there's definitely an idea out there that if we, you know, we could make that decision at some level and say, hey, let's consolidate, and then you know, starting next year, we would have this one high school and one middle school or, you know, whatever the configuration might be. And then we would just be off the ground and we'd have more resources and everybody would be happy and it would just work. But when we looked at models that did that, first of all, there's, there's no financial savings. So you have to look at it, you know, what is the best outcome for students? And what we found is that looking at this more open campus model really serves more students, serves the communities better, and really gives us an opportunity currently to really start this now and be able to get kids into classes that they wouldn't have necessarily been able to take even last year. Um, Down the road, collaboration might turn into consolidation. You don't know, but we have to start here no matter what. We also might find that this open campus model is working for everyone and ends up being exactly what we need. What we do know is that in the short term,
1: this is where we need to be. Yeah, and I mean, I know from a higher ed world. I mean, I, I'm watching it in other states. I will not name them, but other states are trying to consolidate colleges and saying, "Jesus, this is how we're going to save money." And in fact, it's not a it's not a cost savings as much as it is they're cutting programs and opportunities for for students. So to me, you know, if we're going to do this and do it right, I think we're going about it the right way. Of, let's come together. Let's have conversations and start picking off. You know, I said the low hanging fruit earlier, but I think we're getting beyond that now and saying, "Okay, how do we make a." list of these things of geez there are more for students right now it's an open campus model and you know nothing is being lost and I think that is a that's a great goal to continue down that path Uh, because yeah consolidation does not always save money in fact it can end up harming folks if it's not done correctly
2: now the term open campus I know has different meanings to different people so maybe we should explain a little bit about our vision and what an open campus means to us Mm -hmm. Um, my vision is that, you know, and it's starting to be realized right now. Uh, students from Berlin can take classes at Gorham High School. They can also come here to White Mountain Community College. Uh, they can also go online and take college courses. Um, it's a, an open campus model, and we're trying to align our schedules to make that easier and more efficient to do. And, you know, we do have students from Gorham that come to Berlin High School and it's working, it's at the foundation level right now, Um, where our guidance counselors and principals at the high schools are working together to align those schedules to um, create more opportunities for that next year.
1: And it's interesting just the concept of students and the confidence they gain by going and learning in a different atmosphere, you know, a different modality, whether they're taking an online course or whether they're a Berlin student going down to Gorham for the afternoon and, or vice versa. It's students are gaining confidence by, you know, interacting with different students in their classes, different instructors, you know, different content typically. So to me, it's also students are winning at the end of the day when they're doing that. Dave, one of the things, uh, you know, we get questions about, you know, every once in a while when we're doing our forums or, you know, are we combining sports? Mm-hmm. Is that the next step for us? Because we've had success with uh, clubs in the Valley. And uh, I know we had uh, representation from the NHIA come to one of our meetings you know, not so long ago. And we just, you know, I think we've got some understanding of the process, but it is a, it's a lengthy process. And I think as a, as a group, Uh, you know at this time that's not something we're we're keenly focused on Uh, but I think there are some other uh, collaborative opportunities outside of uh, athletics to focus on right now so I know we get that question quite a bit so I thought it was important that we address that Uh, but you know similarly you know we we get a lot of questions at these feedback sessions we've had a lot of uh, input you know we've had uh, several sessions now uh, last spring And then this recently this fall which this fall was fun because we had uh, uh, students involved in in facilitating groups and and getting input and you know some of the key terms we've we've gotten out of this are really uh you know bullet points of offering high quality educational opportunities and making student-centered decisions i mean which really aligns with everything we've been talking about Uh, a few of the others here is you know the flexibility of course offerings and clubs professional development and maybe when he wants to talk about the shared professional development opportunities uh, that have come about as well uh, and continuing around the advocacy for the funding structure uh, and also you know just looking a little more about involvement of the community from you know of course the uh, you know college and high school uh, k-12 communities with teachers faculty staff etc but also community members you know folks from the community actively being involved Uh, But I don't know if you want to touch maybe on the the professional development side of things. I thought that was unique.
0: Yeah, so I mean the professional development one I think really is a great example of how this is starting to get its own legs. I mean, we're really starting to roll. So this summer, all of our administrators from both SAU3 and SAU20 and the White Mountain Community College got together and uh, started really that open conversation about what we can do together and I think that's the conversation those are the conversations that I think will really make a big difference in the long run so from that, they've gotten together and really started to look at professional development, everything from having the DOE come up and do trainings. When they come up to do trainings in one SAU you want to have them come up and offer that to everybody. Or, or, you know, we're doing something specific where a teacher's leading a, a conversation. Well, let's invite everybody to that. And it just becomes more productive. The elementary teachers, well, the, let me take that back, the elementary principals have gotten together and they've got some great ideas about how they're going to be more collaborative and working together. So I think this thing is really starting to roll. and. Uh, That feels great, so Julie, you
2: want to add to that? Uh, Just to mention about the bus driving situation, sometimes that's a frustration when you see a half-empty bus traveling um, somewhere when your bus is also going in the same direction. (laughs) And it may seem like an easy thing to do. It just sounds so easy, just pick up all the kids and bring bring them wherever they're going. Um, the state has rules, just like the NHIAA has rules, and you know we have to work within those. Um, so one of our workarounds on that, a legal one, is to make sure that all of our bus drivers um, from Gorham and Berlin are trained together. Um, they have to have a dual training and then rostered on each other's rosters. So we're still working our way through that and I think it's going to have a good payout. Um, I'm anxious to see how we can make that work, especially with the shortage that we have in the area of bus drivers. Um, So that will give us a little more flexibility and efficiency in the way we do transportation.
0: And I think it's a great that's such a great example of exactly what we're talking about which is in the past we would have said well you can't dual roster your bus drivers you can't put the kids on the same bus sorry we'll have to go on to the next issue instead because we're all sitting at the table we're able to say we can't yet but how can we figure out a way to make this happen? And that's what we're really looking at. What are the opportunities where there have been things that have made a lot of sense that we haven't been able to do in the past, and now we're putting the pieces together so we're actually able to do them. And it's about sitting, to me, it's about sitting at the table and really working those things out together so that we can actually accomplish those things.
2: All of these things are are learning curves, Mm -hmm. and we know how much energy, time, and attention it takes to do something new for the first time. Um, But if we can get a few wins under our belt, it becomes easier every time. And if we're deliberately thinking about, oh, got to call Gorham. Oh, got to call White Mountain Community College. Um, You know, it becomes a habit, and those habits put more wins under our belt.
1: And that's, I mean, that's really been the theme over the last 18 months, but also, you know, as we've been talking here on this podcast, is there's been a true mindset change you know, of a, you know, barrier that's insurmountable to how do we work through this together or what are our options and I think that also sets a great example for the community, for students, for, you know, I'm just thinking of, you know, the amount of people that are looking to us to lead the way here and for us to come to the table and say, yeah, I mean, there's a way around this. Let's sit and figure this out together. I mean, what a great example for an entire community. Uh, so that that to me is what I'm, I'm most excited about and, and proud to be part of this.
0: Yeah. So the last question in the FAQs is uh, who serves on the steering committee, which is a great question, um, and it's made up of we have teachers from SAU twenty, teachers from SAU three, administrators from the community college and from both SAUs, school board members from from um, from all of the representative
1: uh, school districts,
0: and. Um, Am no,
1: I missing anybody? On occasion, we do have folks come in, uh, whether it's from uh, city council as you remember, the mayor, the mayors come in in the past as well and from Gorham mm-hmm. and I think it's you know it's important to have those folks continue to visit on occasion and and provide input and feedback.
0: And then we have uh, representation from New Hampshire. Listens, who's been a great partner from the beginning. They really, they've run a lot of those uh, neighborhood or the community outreach programs, and they've been at the table for a lot of these meetings, and they've been wonderful and supportive. And then uh, we've been lucky enough to have a facilitator because we were funded through Nellie May. and we really want to thank Nellie May for all of their support throughout the 18 months. They've really been able to really uh, break down a lot of these barriers because they've been able to support the the, the work we've been doing. Um, and with that, I think we're wrapping up our our first podcast. Which, our uh, first,
1: which means that <laughs> there's going to be another one. <laughs> oh, that cliffhanger! Uh-oh. Cliffhanger. Yes.
0: And so, yeah, stay tuned. If this is uh, something that's of interest to you all, uh, let us know. And uh, it's definitely something that you know we could get more information out through this format. Um, so, thank you all for listening, and um, enjoy the winter. Okay.
2: I, I would also just chime in at the end and say. Thank you for listening. And also, if you have a specific question or topic that you would like to hear more about um, with our effort, uh, please just let us know. Give any one of us a call or email, and uh, we'll see if we can make that happen.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for, for listening. Have a great day. Take care.
2: Thanks. Well, you. Can-